thank you for tuning in to the occlusal table i'm one of your hosts taylor jackson and it's your girl jasmine clyde and one only bradley way and today we'll continue our dental school declassified series with interviewing the sophomore class so that we can gather advice and listen in on their dental school experience So today we are so delighted to welcome our two very, very special guests. Drum roll, please. <laughs> our very own classmates, Elizabeth and Jared. Woohoo! Blueprint. Blueprint. Hello so, there. Let's just give uh well, give us a little introduction about yourselves. Ladies first. Ms. Okay, Allaby. cool. Hello, everyone. My name is Elizabeth Allaby. I am from Powder Springs, Georgia. I went to the University of Georgia, and I am the youngest person in this class. Ah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, got a little interesting fact there. Okay, well, um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is Jared Graham. I'm from Decatur, Georgia. Um, I'm probably one of the oldest in the class. I know I'm not, but I'm up there in age. I uh, went to TSU, so I'm down the street from Meharry. Um, majored in biology, minor in chemistry, and um, yeah, I'm a rising D3 student. All right. All right. right. Hey. Well, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I got some questions for y'all. Okay, talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So why did you choose dentistry? And also, can you describe your journey on how you got to dental school? So, well, Alana, you want to go first? Okay, yeah. Um, so my experience is probably not ordinary. It's not typical. Um, I didn't have a big aha moment. It was really just a faith thing. So I was sitting in my dorm room back at UGA, my my second year there. And I had just like barely passed my calculus final. And I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I know it sounds really, really corny, but I was set to be on one path. And I was like, I don't think I can do this for the rest of my life. So I just decided to look around, see what else was out there. And dentistry had kind of been on my mind only because my mom used to joke about needing a dentist when, she was young, when I was younger. So I was just like, what did dentists even do? Um, so I shadowed a dentist and I said, you know what, this is for me already then. So everything kind of fell into place and because it fell into place so well, I was like, this has to be for me. So that's my journey. That's my story. Okay. With me. Um, so why did I choose dentistry? So with me, uh, I always told myself I was going to be some type of doctor. I just didn't know what kind, um, and I've always been good with my hands, whether, you know, I, I grew up playing the trumpet. So I had dexterity, played baseball, hand-knock coordination. And um, I don't know if a lot of you guys heard of um, SMDP. So basically, oh, yeah. it's a um, it's almost it's a six-week program to where you could choose either the dental or med side. And basically, you can uh, take some classes, kind of sh- like a, a small taste of dental or med school, and um, take some classes that will help you with the DAT or MCAT. Um, you get to shadow um, dental students that uh, that attended that school, that whatever site you were at, um, meet professors, you know, build connections. And I just so happened, I was like, you know what? I'm just pick the dental side, you know, see how I do. And um, I actually like it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to rock with it, you know, and see what happens with it. And also you asked, uh, what was my journey like uh, for dental school? So 
I always tell people this, I'm not your typical professional school student, you know, like I'm one of the ones that slid my way in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so with me, I actually, I, I went through four application cycles. Um, I took the DAT five times, which is unheard of, you know what I'm saying? So when you, when you talk to people and you tell them like, man, you know, I'll take the DAT like once, twice. I'm like, man, shit, I took it five times for me to get it right. And then also, you know, um, I was accepted into the MHS program. I actually flunked out of it. So, I mean, I've been through a lot to get where I'm at. Um, I'm just thankful for the opportunity, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's where I'm at right now with it. Just different ends of the spectrum as far as, like, yeah. our journeys. Like, yeah. I feel like that's, just, that's what forms us, you know, yeah. like, in so, our character and everything as nice. far as how we got to where we are. You know, because I mean, but everything had to happen for a reason. Like we're all right. a part of the blueprint mm -hmm. family. Yeah. Like imagine mm -hmm. if we were, I mean, nothing against any other class. You know, I love all okay. the other classes. It's just that all well, of us, we're we the just, best class. <laughs> <laughs> we just all yeah. come together. Yes, like, this went really well. But the truth will be. We come together well. Yeah, I mean, like it's so crazy when you think about it. We all had our separate lives before we walked in on June mm -hmm. 2018, right? Wow, we all had our uh -huh. own lives before this, but now it's like mm -hmm. we all blend together so well. So, mm -hmm. what is it that that magic number? Uh, 3,410. Yes. Well, you remember? Whoa, I was yeah, like, I it was that. something <laughs> that was during orientation week. Yeah, I was like, they were write like, this number down, out of and I'm all like, those people. 16. Oh, you're happy to be yeah, here. We're on the list. You were on the list. You were on the list. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I know, right? What the fuck? Special. Oh, my God. So then, even with, like, us being dental students, like, how do you guys balance your personal life and dental school? Like, you know, we all experience burnout. So what do you do whenever um, you guys encounter that? Go okay, I'll go first. So with that, I honestly feel like since dental school takes up so much of our time, they kind of go hand in hand. So it's like dental school becomes your personal life, you know? Um, yeah. And I, it's like, well, even when discussing, talk, talking with friends, we're always talking about dental school, but yeah. with me, so I don't experience burnout. I personally, when Friday comes after a certain time, it's over with. I'm done. I don't care what I got to do, what I got to study. Around five o'clock on Friday, I'm done for the week. And I always tell myself, I just deal with the consequences later, whether I got to do a little extra on Saturday or do a little extra on Sunday. But when five o'clock comes on Friday, I'm done. Because if not, you're going to easily burn yourself out. So, you know, I try to like maybe kick with my friends, you know, have a drink or two, you know, maybe play the game or something. Something or I even go, you know, I have a six-year-old daughter. So I might go home that weekend, kick it with her. You know, she lives in Atlanta. But, yeah, it's that burnout is real. So I try my best. When Friday comes, 5 o'clock, I'm done. Sometimes before that, maybe noon. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that. It'd be like, It'd be like that for real. Facts. Um, for me, I agree with what you said, Jared. Um, because school is such – a big part of everything it's like if i'm not at school i'm thinking about school so it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to separate yourself but when i do i find myself i'm pretty boring honestly COVID has <laughs> made me realize i have no hobbies nothing <laughs> significant like i don't do anything so i love to read that's my only thing 
I like to watch. It's a hobby, but it's just so like, but I read like leisurely. So I don't read, you know, science fiction. I read books. Um, oh, we're not going to books. Um, <laughs> or romantic novels or whatever, but no, unnecessary to tell you guys. Hey, drop some names. Uh, uh, no. I was just I about also, to ask, what, what, are, what is your favorite book? Good. My, I don't know if I have a favorite book, honestly. I've read so many, so I can't, I just know I really like romance novels, but okay. that's very, yeah, you know, so cliche. So we're going to, yes, very <laughs> much so. A lover girl. reading. What are you currently reading? What am I currently reading? Actually, I just finished a book, so I'm in between finding out what I'm going to read next. But if I'm not reading, I'm talking to yeah. friends and family, FaceTiming my friends and family um, before COVID. I was going out with my friends, you know, but that doesn't happen that much anymore. I know. And um, what was I going to say? I forgot what else I was going to do. But yeah, I'm not very interesting. So, oh, I cry sometimes. I know that sounds very, very <laughs> like, but honestly, um, I do experience burnout. And when I do, I just find that crying is healthy. So getting, mm-hmm. releasing all of that actually really helps sleep it off. Then I can just bounce back and move on. Well, before before we move on, let me put you up on some game, Lottie. A book, I don't know if you read it yet, but a book you need to read. Two need books, actually. To. Need, need to. <laughs> so this is this this one is my personal The uh, Bible. Favorite. Well, <laughs> if you want to add that too. But, uh, <laughs> but Black Black Privilege by Charlemagne. Mm. When I say Charlemagne that, the God. Man, that is a game changer. He is dropping some gems in there. And that book will have you so motivated. Like, okay, it's time to get some stuff done now. Like, legit. And then the book I'm currently reading, look, this is a gem. The Way of the Superior Man. Okay. Just trust me on this. Get the book. Read it. It's going to change your whole perspective on a lot of things. So, that's free game for your lobby. Don't say I ain't never put you on. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it. For sure. Great, y'all. So um, we know dental school is a journey, four-year journey, and it just flies by, really, in a blink of an eye. I can't believe we're going into our third year already. I know. So throughout your journey, um, what have been some of the toughest moments, and then what have been some of the best moments? I can tell you out the gate what the toughest moments for me. Go ahead, go ahead. D1 year for sure. Oh, yeah. When I say (laughs) that first semester drugged me, like, Mm. man, whether it was gross anatomy, Mm-hmm. Uh, micro, all yeah. them classes. Oh, oh I forgot. <laughs> Gr- gross anatomy lab, dealing with that oh. fumes, that smell. Like I, yeah. I hate with the passion, the smell of formaldehyde. Wow. And just, and I tell people this all the time: if you can get through D one year, yeah. you can get through anything. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like that's legit. I feel like the hardest part of dental school. Um, and some of the best moments. Um. I would say, man, meeting everybody, like, I feel like we are legit a family now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's just seeing everybody's different paths or just meeting people. It's, it's pretty dope and how close we are. Um, something that I, something else that I really enjoyed uh, was white coat ceremony. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was like a highlight. It's like you, it's like a becoming moment. It's like, man, I'm mm-hmm. finally here. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's official now. Like I'm about to be a doctor within the next yeah. four years, of course. But when you get that white coat, man, I, I remember like it was yesterday. I had all my family there. And man, it was just tears just building up in my eyes. Like, damn, man, I it took a while for me to get here. But man, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And it's one hell of a feeling, man. 
Oh, it is. I just said one thing that Jared does every time he walks into the room, the classroom, he says good morning to, to everybody. Everybody. Too. everybody. 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 Uh, good morning back. He's like, excuse me. Good morning. I got to speak to my family, man. You know, I love y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, some of the best moments really have been with you guys. So Austin's um, house party, that probably uh, was like the highlight. That, old, that was I feel like that was the last one we've had, mm. or one of the last ones. The Halloween one? Was it the Halloween one? Yeah, the Halloween one. Yeah, yeah. that was amazing. I don't know. That not amazing, cracking. amazing, but it was cool. So, like, that was like my first official like house party, too. So, it was nice. I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. I'm an adult. <laughs> so really just these characters and stuff. Yeah, it was it was fun. So I feel like um that was the highlight. And we've had some other moments too. But um the worst moment probably was D1, D1 year. Um the, not the whole year, but I remember just having a lot of moments of self-doubt, a lot of moments of feeling insecure, a lot of moments of like questioning why am I here? Like, I don't know if I can do this, but uh, I'm here now. So got over those, found my encouragement, found my motivation, and here we are. Here we are, baby. Hey. Here we are. Students. Seeing patients in August. Can't tell me nothing. Well. (laughs) What are some tips that you would give the incoming D2 class? You want to take care of that first lobby or? Uh, yeah, I can. Some tips for the incoming D2 class. Um, take everything in stride. Uh, you guys are, this D2 year is going to be slightly different than how ours was. So I think it may be a bit better. For some reason, D2 year was just rough. I don't know. At least fall semester was really rough for me. So, um, take everything in stride. Make sure you find something that um, grounds you. Um, going back to like your personal life, make sure you find whatever it is that helps you de-stress, find it, hold on to it, and don't be afraid to use it because you're going to need it. Definitely going to need it. And don't be afraid to fail. I feel like I wish somebody told me that Mm. because when I'm doing, and still to this day, when I'm doing lab work, I am such a gunner in the sense that I try to keep up and not fall behind, but I do that at the sake of, um, at the expense of quality of my work. So then I end up having to go back and redo stuff. Then I fall behind and I'm more frustrated. So um, it's okay to fail, Um, take your time. And then ask questions because literally you're about to go into your third year, speaking as a DT right now, getting ready to go into your third year. So whatever you do now is essentially what you're gonna be doing when you start. So fail now so you're not having to pulp an actual tooth in in a patient and then the got professor looking at you like what are you doing fail now so that you know when you fail at making a, a denture now get that advice so that you don't have to fail in the future so don't be afraid to fail and ask questions definitely 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 mm-hmm. and anybody that knows me knows i will ask a thousand questions with no hesitation <laughs> But um, some t- uh, let's see some tips. I I feel like man, if if you can get through D one, yeah, you can get through anything. As I said before, man, because like I said, D one really beat me up. So when I got to D two year, you know, I'm like, man, this can't be worse than this. But it's it's a lot of lab work. Um, and it's best to try to stay on top of it. You know, I say this all the time because it's 
you it's it's easy to procrastinate and then all of a sudden you scrambling at the end but with all these covid restrictions like a lot of you said uh y'all experience is going to be a little bit different than ours so you mm-hmm. might not have the luxury of coming in on the weekend to catch exactly. up mm-hmm. you know? so so it's definitely best to try to stay yeah. on top of things as the professor is going and then also um the advice she gave on not being afraid to fail definitely because a lot of times you don't have to start over from what they say genesis and basically mm-hmm. that's the beginning and that's not necessarily a bad thing because it's every not. time i've had to start over you know i've done the the work a thousand times better and i'm just looking mm-hmm. at it like man right. know, this is way better than the first time so right. you, know, you, you, you learn from your mistakes so you know mm-hmm. genesis is not really a bad thing it's, it's gonna suck sometimes because you're like man i spent all this time doing this and now exactly. I got to start all over, but you're going to appreciate it when you finally catch up and you're looking at your work like, man, okay, nice. this definitely looks and you're proud of way it. better. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not really starting over from the beginning. You're starting over from experience. So mm-hmm. right. take mm-hmm. it from, yeah, someone's have to do it over and over again. It's a good thing. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So then I know like even with us, we're only – Halfway there, <laughs> but oh, you know, with <laughs> um, but then yeah. even like looking back when you know, um, you were a predent or looking back when you know, when we were all D1s, like, is if you could do everything over, would you do anything differently? Would you not? And why? So, with me, one thing that I live by, uh, is, is no mistakes in life, only lessons learned. And I feel like everything I've been through, it molded me into the person I am today, especially in terms of my experience to get to where I'm at. So I feel like if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't appreciate it as much as I do now. So with me, mm-hmm. you know, maybe flunking out of MHS, it gave me a, a, a different sense of like, okay, you got to take advantage of these opportunities because you never know what's going to happen again because it's nothing worse than being on the outside looking in seeing your friends progressing forward and you out of school like that's mm-hmm. no worse feeling than that you know what i'm saying so when i finally got in i'm like okay i'm never going to be put in this predicament again so mm-hmm. it makes me appreciate it a lot more than maybe i would have if i would have went straight through or you know like the, the the scars i gained along the way you know it helped it definitely helped yeah. Build character and everything, mm-hmm. and appreciate definitely. more. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I wouldn't change anything because everything that's happened has happened for a reason. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't the best. There were ups and downs, hills and valleys. But um, ultimately, all of that was a culmination of who I am. It was a culmination of bringing me to where I am right now. And I wouldn't want to change that, even if. I could, I would not. For sure. You can't. Practice along the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man. No regrets. No regrets. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. Hungry for knowledge? We're giving you the munchies. So this is an awesome story, everyone. Um, so here in Nashville, they are going to be opening the National Museum of African American Music on oh. labor, hopefully because you know covid restrictions and everything right now mm-hmm. um but this is a fifty-six thousand square foot facility that will encourage visitors to discover the central role african americans have played in shaping and creating all genres of american music from mm. to country to jazz and hip-hop 
uh, the National Museum of African-American Music will integrate history and interactive technology to share the untold story of more than 50 music genres and subgenres. It will be um, an unparalleled institution, unconfined by record label, genre, or recording artist, and tell a unique narrative through the lens of Black music. I don't know about y'all, but I'm so excited. That yes. is going to be amazing. It does so, sound like it'll be amazing. Yeah. And you know, it's it's actually the first of its kind, too. It's it's not another one like this. Wow. That's so cool. Like Nashville, right when we were yeah. here too. Yep. Oh yeah, we are Music City. Nashville is Music City, so mm-hmm. does anybody know where it's gonna be at? Is it like not uh it's gonna be like downtown, the downtown area. Okay. For sure. Cause I know I um I talked about it. I did a little research on it uh during my campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh and it was something I definitely wanted us to all experience during Black History Month. Oh, but you know, we don't know what the future's looking like in terms of COVID restrictions. Mm. Seems like the fall is a dud, so hopefully right. <laughs> transfer yeah. over to the spring, uh, man. That's yeah. really gonna suck. But we're gonna get through it. We're gonna get through it. Big facts. We'll get through it. Word of Mouth is a segment of the show where we break the ice, have some fun, and allow our listeners to really get to know us. So our first sub-segment is Good Impressions, and that is basically our pre-dental advice corner. So does anybody have any type of tips for all of our pre-dental listeners out there? Yeah. You want me to go first? Go yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my first advice would be about money. I know not everybody comes from a background where money is just pouring in. I know I don't. Um, so if you can, try to just save up as much as you can before coming in. Um, I had a job like a couple months before coming to dental school, and I don't know where all that money went. But when it came time for me to move down to Nashville, I'm just like, why am I so broke? But I had a job. So I would say, you know, save your money, get your money right, and start developing good financial habits because you will be in school for four years, so you won't necessarily have the time to be able to get a job, to be able to supplement Mm -hmm. your lifestyle, supplement your income. So get that right. And then also... And this is something I wish I did. Discover and find your study habits and stick with them. Definitely. I know Definitely. undergrad was different, so you could you could finesse undergrad. Maybe you could, maybe you couldn't, or you could just kind of go with the things and still come out on top. But if you had some good habits studying in undergrad, you may have to tweak them a little bit coming here. But if it works for you stick with it because Mm -hmm. I feel like what makes dental school so hard is the material itself isn't super complicated. It's how much they throw at you and then having to navigate how to break it all down so that you understand it. And then you know, it's the level of being able to do good on the exam. So if you have good study habits, um, keep them. And if you're good at time management, definitely time time management, learn it. It'll save you. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Let's see. So advice I would give, um, definitely be resilient. Um, You might not get the the score you want the first time you take it, the DAT. I mean, hell, first time I took the DAT, I got a 15. The next three times I took the test, I got three straight 16s. 
So, you know, that was mm-hmm. like a, a blow to the stomach. So the last time I took it, I finally got the score I needed. Um, but you, I remain resilient through it all. And I'm just like, God, whatever, whatever you got me going through, I'm just going to put my faith in you and knowing what's for me is for me. And it's all about his time and not mine. Yep, so definitely remain resilient. Don't get discouraged if you don't get in this cycle or the cycle after that. If it's something you really want to do, you keep pushing that goal no matter what. I always told mm-hmm. myself, I don't have a plan B. Mm-hmm. So either mm-hmm. this going to have to work. It ain't got no choice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is my plan. I'm all in. And so on top of that, I knew I was going to be at Meharry. So any type of event Meharry threw, I was there where there was impressions. Day. I done been through so many impressions day in my life. <laughs> Legit. So it's any type of event where I can show my face, network, talk to somebody. I was there. Even with the, uh, the softball. I, you know, I was playing softball at Meharry before I even went to the school. I was coming wow. up and playing with the Capitals just so I could build connections. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like any chance I got, yeah. I was up in somebody's face so they can get to know me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then That's a lot of talked about uh, study habits. That's definitely important because before I got to Meharry, I didn't know how to study. So, you know, like I said, I went to TSU and that's no shade. I love my HBCU, but I can honestly say I studied for two classes my entire career at TSU. And I was there for five years. And I only had to study for two classes. I was biochem one and biochem two. Mm-hmm. So when I got to Meharry, and they start throwing information at me. And I'm like, man, they really want us to know all of this. They'll feed you a bunch of baloney. And it's like, okay, man, you know, we ain't got to go through this. But you really have to learn this stuff at school. Mm-hmm. And with me, I didn't figure out what worked best for me and how to study till it was too late. And one thing I suffer from is um, they always tell you this. Never suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. If you need help, mm-hmm. definitely let Reach somebody out. know. And, you know, yeah. I was a mm-hmm. prideful person. And by the time I know, I figured out how to study, and but it was too late for me. And I, like I said, I flunked out of MHS. But I wish I would have asked somebody for help a lot sooner than what I did because it was too late by the time I did. So yeah. it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to ask for help. Do not suffer in silence because that's the quickest way to get put out. Yeah, that's okay. good. That's good. Sure. Yeah. And it's also important to know that, you know, don't get too stuck on like test scores and mm-hmm. all about being a well-rounded person because I personally didn't do well in the DAT. I took it twice and I got, I think I got a 17. That was my academic average, which is pretty terrible. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it's not terrible since I got here. Right. So yeah. <laughs> don't, get, don't get too stuck on those scores because I think they're really looking for a well-rounded individual who has community service experience and mm-hmm. who just is nice to people can, mm-hmm. uh, uh acclimate themselves well to yeah. whatever institution that you're applying for. So just don't get too stuck on that because you, I, I got stuck on it obviously. And then I was like, why this isn't working for me. But then, you know, once everything, like Elizabeth said in the beginning, once everything starts to fall in place, you know, it's for you. So mm-hmm. you were talking about um, the whole process. Also just be yourself. I know for pre-dance, yeah. it's mm-hmm. very, very um, nerve wracking and you want to come off as this perfect candidate. You want to come off as like what the school wants. Honestly, Meharry was the only school that gave me a shot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they saw something in me. All the other schools didn't. And all those other schools, they lost out because, you know, they missed out. Amazing. They missed out. <laughs> but um, be yourself sure. because if you, they'll be able to read through it. Even if you don't come to Meharry, wherever school you go to, they'll be able to see through the facade. You know, you can look perfect on paper but you can't imitate that and dentistry is not a field where 
you can't be personable. You know, they want people people who are personable, who are well rounded and everything, but like they don't want perfect dentistry is not for perfect people. So mm-hmm. don't try to be perfect when you're applying. Um, put your mm-hmm. best foot forward, but like be yourself at the same time and mm-hmm. let the rest flow. And it will. If it's meant to be, it will. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even with that though, um, Elizabeth, like looking at mission statements of mm-hmm. different schools mm-hmm. and seeing if your character and your personality and your passions um, mm-hmm. and your visions align with mm-hmm. their mission statement. That's also yeah. uh, big as well. Cause with For sure. us being big on community service, oh, we are definitely out there serving the yeah. community. Always, always. Service to mankind. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's, the motto. That's the motto. And I think for, if it comes down to schooling, I would say study anatomy and physiology in undergrad. If you get the chance, <laughs> I know it's, it hurts. and actually I know, know it, actually know it, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah for hurts. sure. But if you could get through undergrad with that, coming into school will be on. I suppose because for me, mm. I didn't, I get that opportunity, and so getting thrown to anatomy, I was just like, whoa, hold on, slow down, slow down, right? I sure asked myself, why are we even learning this, man? I'm trying right. to work in the mouth. You in the mouth, right? Stuff. <laughs> right. Man. But it had to happen. It's a whole yeah. system. So we're yeah. treating the whole entire patient. So. Right. Yeah. I have one more thing to say. I know yeah. I have one more thing. Um, also, when you're doing the application process, don't compare your journey to somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And I say that because... Um, I know when I was back at my school, I would hear the boys behind me talking about their DAT scores. And I was just like, well, I surely did I make that score. (laughs) Just hearing them and how they were confident. I wasn't very confident in my score, but I'm happy that along the journey, I just stopped comparing myself because you'll, you'll psych yourself out. I remember going to student doctor network and just looking at everybody else's stats. And I was just like, um, Yeah, I am nowhere near where these people are, but look at how God would want it. Like I, I I saw that people who had the perfect scores and the perfect GPA weren't getting accepted. And the people who um, were, for lack of a better word, not as strong candidates, they were getting accepted. So your journey is your journey. Don't compare. Even if you have friends going on the same thing with you, like, okay, let them do them and do you because you guys, it's not the same. Your journey's not going to be the same. So do not compare. Stay in your lane and you'll get to where you're going. Right. You know what they say? Comparison is the thief of joy. Yes. So, yes. Definitely. Oof. Yeah. Nice. Got all these quotes out here, Jared. You got to flex a little bit when you get a chance. <laughs> so then um, with our next section, uh, nothing but the tooth. Um, COVID-19, police brutality, racial injustice, literally all of 2020. We were just talking about this before we even started recording. (laughs) But, you know, with everything going on today, things you see on the news, like, how is that impacting you as a dental student? How is that impacting you personally? What's you Mm -hmm. guys' testimonials stories? It's rough, man. It's rough, Mm -hmm. especially seeing everything that's going on, whether and even with us being dental students and having to adjust with all the uh, COVID-19 mm-hmm. restrictions, 
you know, getting used to online school. Because uh, me personally, I hate it. I hate Dang. it with a passion. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just I'm happy to to kind of, you know, start getting back into the flow of things. But mm-hmm. the one positive thing I can try, I mean, it's not really I mean, it is uh, that we can gain from all what's going on is that I feel like it's shining a light on things now that weren't necessarily happening before. So, you know, it's forcing people to pay attention to what's going on in the world and mm-hmm. the, the, excuse me, I was about to say, uh, <laughs> the, the, the stuff we've been going through and experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, and I just put this in the, um, in our group me, uh, what was that yesterday? Um, and it's just crazy how certain things we got to do to, to get people's attention. You know, I was kind of on the fence about, you know, the, the looting and setting stuff on fire. Mm-hmm. But it's, it, it's cause I was like, you know, I mean, what, what, what can we gain from this? But now it's like, that's the only way we're going to get some, we're you know, angry. get some stuff that's done. Right. We're angry. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. even the situation with Breonna Taylor, I'm like, now it's time to set Louisville on fire because <laughs> it's no way these cops should not be arrested for what went on. Mm-hmm. Like it's no way. It's nothing they can do to one, I think one was just fired and that's yeah, it. One was just they fired. need to be in jail. Under the fire. Oh, they need to be, all of them need to be in jail because you can't justify that. No way. No, no and way. even hearing her, the mom's story, um, she she was uh, on the breakfast club and she was talking about it. I'm just like, how in the hell is this possible that they didn't even arrest these folks yet? Oh. You know, and then even looking at the paperwork afterward, the paperwork is blank. Mm. Uh, it is blank. Like, I'm mm. like, come on, bro. So now I'm like, I'm with all the smoke. Like, if y'all <laughs> got to go set some stuff on fire, Louis, hey, Excuse my language. <laughs> go, go ahead and, and light it up. Gotta cut that out, Jerry. Now, right. <laughs> now, now we can. Now we go. We can get some stuff changed if you know we do some things. So I'm with it. Yeah, I definitely think 2020 has just been that year. It's not one punch after the other. If it's not one thing, it's another. COVID kind of just came out. COVID crept up on us because I feel like. Before it hit the U.S., we were just like, oh, it's a bra. It's not going to hit us. And then it came and we were just like, uh, and then like, here it is now. Just still living in the middle of it. So having to adjust, I was sad having to be at home. Um, it was a nice break, you know, because I feel like we were kind of just running on our hamster wheel, just going, going, going. Mm-hmm. But to have your reality uh, just flipped and twisted just as it has been, um, I was sad about it because school this whole dynamic of being in school and everything being in nashville has become my normal my usual so not being able to do that every day um was sad i can't think of another word but also at the same time um it's been good because i feel like this time of being at home or being um away from school was kind of a mental break even if it was just for a little bit um that's just the way i chose to see it I know I've seen like my parents, they got to have a break off, got to spend more time together. So I chose to see the silver lining with those two things. In terms of what's happening with police brutality and racial injustice, I just get so heartbroken and just destitute about the whole situation. And I kind of get numb to it. I have a brother and I have a father. So my fear, especially with my brother, He's young. He's about to be 19. And he, God forbid, he can be any one of those victims simply because of the color of his skin. So I think about that and I'm just like, God, like, he shouldn't have to be afraid. He shouldn't 
I shouldn't have to be afraid that whenever he goes out, he might not come back. Mm -hmm. But we can't live in fear either. So that's just been my back and forth. Like my father's there too. And yeah, he's older, but they're not going to see that. All they see is the color of his skin. All they see is, oh, you're someone who, you know, is not like us. So we're just going to just murder you because we want to, because we can. You know what I'm saying? All that nonsense. So Mm -hmm. that's just been in the back of my mind. I know it's not just Black men, but they just seem to be the ones targeted the most. But yeah, this whole time has made me also realize that I need to be more vocal. I need to be more active. Just because it's not affecting me, like, personally, doesn't mean that it won't. Hopefully it doesn't. But not to just be idle, you know, not to just, okay, like and retweet something, but like to be more active about it because this is our future, you know, like we're going to raise children in this world, hopefully. And I don't want my kids to have to face the same reality that I'm facing right now. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to have to grow up and feel like or, or be felt, be made to felt like, I don't know if that makes sense, be made to feel like they are inferior because of the color of their skin like I don't want that for my kids so I this is the time to something's got to give like now is the time there's no better time than right now you're talking about looting and everything I was before I was just like you know who is this helping burning cities down burning places down like who is it helping but like you said something's got to get their attention. Like I'm not, I'm not 100% on board with it, but if it gets the attention, if it does what it needs to do, (laughs) at the end of the day, we're just looking for change, bro. And if you're not going to listen to peaceful protests. And it's it's seen everywhere. It's like, you can't hide. I know you you spoke about, um, we're not supposed to live in fear, but man, it's hard. It's yeah, hard it being is. a black man. I don't know if y'all seen the video of the little boy playing basketball outside, mm-hmm. and he look up the street and he sees a police car oh, coming. He behind the so car. he yeah. he runs and hides behind the car, lets the police car drive by, and then goes back, you know, to shoot hoops. But it's just crazy that it's already instilled in him at such he's a young such age a young that age. you know what I'm saying he's scared, and it, and it's and it's been going on for for years. I mean, I I could even think about. You know, so Martin is one of my favorite episodes. I mean, one of my favorite TV shows, right? So it's an episode to where they're in court and Cole is on the stand. And they he has his hands up and the police officer goes up to him and says, uh, you know, put your hand on the uh, the Bible so you can do the oath. And Cole's like, no, I'm not moving my hands because as soon as I move my hands and put my hand on the Bible, I'm going to have eight shots in my back. Oh, you yeah, know, I know yeah. he's, he's trying to be funny and all, but he's being serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's just the reality we live in that it's like we have to live with that fear, and it's like we never know what might happen. You know, yeah. one wrong movement, we can end up dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard not to be scared, man. It really is. It is. It is. Because I was so affected by George Floyd. I would literally mm. like I would be I was crying my eyes out watching his funeral. Like, and every time I see like glimpses of the video, I just start crying. Like, I can't see the uncontrollable, video. Uncontrollable. I, I, can't, I couldn't watch it because it's like I have a brother. I have an older brother, and I have a father. My dad, he walks around the block. Every day he does his little two mile to stay healthy, right? Because mm-hmm. he has high blood pressure. To stay healthy, he's walking two miles a day, right? So it's just you think about you don't want anything to happen to your family, and it's like mm-hmm. I'm so far away from home. It's just I think about that every single day. It I pray so hard that you know the Lord 
hedge of protection around everybody's family and mm-hmm. every, literally everybody. Yeah. But it's just in yeah. the back of your mind, you're like, Lord, just please. So it's like, we're here, we're being students and we're, we're seeing the world burn down around us. We're going mm-hmm. through, COVID, we're going through health disparity problems and we're still here. We're alive. I'm grateful, but it's just in the back of your mind, you're like, when is this all going to end? Because it's like our yeah. grandparents went through when this. Can we can break? Everything. When can we mm-hmm. catch a break? And it's just, uh, it's some, it's hard to look at the the good in all of this, but I guess this moment has uh, taught us all to just be still and definitely. be in tune definitely. with what's going on. But it's it's definitely hard not to think negatively about something bad happening to your families back at home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely. Like how, just how all of this is impacting us just as dental students, um, as us being, uh, black people, um, it, it really does just impact us, you know, differently, but all the same. Um, so I definitely, I definitely understand and feel for that. It's like, we, Mm -hmm. this is always a, a topic of conversation, you know, and it's like, I, Sometimes I don't want to talk about it only yeah, no, because it's, like, it's just like, it's, I'm hurting all that. Bringing yeah, up, bringing up the hurt, but then it's just like, you know, the conversations do have to be had, to be had. you know? Yeah. Um, so I do appreciate you guys' remarks and everything about how, you know, everything going on in society and just 2020 being a crazy year and, mm-hmm. you know, um, Expressing your I'm, views. I'm gonna tell the grandkids about this one for sure. Right. <laughs> this is the year that we said the, the year. Right. The world's on fire. Finally, Literally. seeing dang on uh, toilet tissue on the shelf again. Right. I found two right. Lysol sprays, y'all. If y'all need wow. Lysol spray. You don't hit a lick. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't so do. And I'm nearby too now. I can swing. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, Elizabeth, Jared, thank you for being on the show. Do you guys have any yeah. closing remarks? Um, let's see. So I'll talk about one thing. Uh, so I'm Mr. Meharry this year. Yeah. Uh, for the 2020-2021 school year. Uh, and one thing I'm starting up is the Pay It Forward initiative. And it's something I'm real passionate about. Uh, it's basically the goal of it is to increase minorities into professional school. Mm-hmm. So right now, um, I'm currently, you know, taking all resources, whether it's DAT books, MCAT books, um, GRE books, anything you use to get in profession- professional school, I need it. You know, mm-hmm. that's like my first wave of things that I want to get accomplished. So if you're out there listening and you are a student at Meharry or even in the Nashville surrounding areas, if you have mm-hmm. any of those resources that you are willing to give away, I will take that with open arms. I even pull up on you and get it myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have a box inside of Meharry and Cal Turner. Um, you can place the books there. I check it daily. Um, but like I said, if you're out there listening and you have any resources that you want to get away, that's collecting dust, you ain't doing nothing with it. Let me have it, please. <laughs> so that's my little spiel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have anything nearly as good as that. Um, but yeah, if you are a pre-dental student, um, just keep it pushing. I know COVID has kind of thrown a wrench into things, but um, you know, you will get to where you're going. Do not be discouraged. 
just keep running your race and you'll get there. And for the D2 students, um, D2 year, it's not going to be the easiest year, but nothing worth having ever comes easy. So make the mm-hmm. most of it. Sure. Push through, finish strong. And at the end of the day, four years is going to fly by. I mean, look at us. We are about to enter the third third year. Like, third year. You know what I'm saying? 2022. I remember the first day in maps, like yesterday. Bro. It is so Everybody cool. showed up all nice and black. I know, so dressed up properly on their smile shining. Oh, I had my suit laid out on the bed the night before. Mm-hmm. Oh, imagine <laughs> we can all be together in the classroom. Oh my. Man, but, right. Um, yeah, just run your race. It's your journey. Make it the, make the most of it and you'll get to where you're going. Awesome. Period. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, you know, wrap things up. And I like to close out with something and make you guys smile. Oh, dude. We got fire. <laughs> we got fire today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, and if you guys don't like this joke, I got I got a couple others uh, in the archive. You usually get at this though, Tay, because I remember we did this before and you surprised me. Yeah. You had a few you had a few funnies. I said, okay. Well, we gonna, we're gonna see how this one is. <laughs> Hopefully I don't disappoint you. Um all, all right. right. So why does Snoop Dogg use an umbrella? Oh. Something by drizzle. Something. Oh no. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? For drizzle. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Let me let me oh, get another one. Okay, all right, another one. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> right. So then, um, all right. I I tell you, I got some in the archives over here. So, uh, why don't eggs tell joke jokes? Why don't eggs tell jokes? They crack. They crack up too easy. What was the frog's job at the hotel? To croak. A bellhop. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that was that was suck, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what? All right. Um, I don't know. I got. I guess I got a couple of this. Uh, uh, what do lawyers wear to work? Briefs. Briefs. Yeah. Briefcase. Lawsuits. All right. All right. You know what? That was a good one. I was gonna say lawsuits. I was like, no, I can't do that. Okay. Yeah, I'll stop there for now before I dig all up in my archives. (laughs) (laughs) Those aren't bad. Those are cool. Good job. Good job. Well, good job, Elizabeth, for getting all this. I know. Getting all of them. Sorry. She's the worst person to do jokes with. She's getting them right. I'm like, like uh, Yeah, I heard that one. Next. <laughs> As um, the president of Meharry, Dr. James Hildreth says, don't be a vector, y'all. Everyone wear your mask. Please. And yes. Wear your sure. mask. Please. Please. And as always, stay flossing and keep flossing. For sure. No yuck mouse. Yeah. Man, no yuck mouse. Say it again, mouse. No yuck mouse. All twenty twenty. All twenty twenty. You got got nothing else to do. Right. <laughs> got nothing else but to floss and brush floss. twice a day. Right. Twice, three <laughs> times. Per <laughs> <to say. laughs>
If you like what you hear, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Pod for more updates on the show and be sure to give us a shout out. Want to ask us questions or give suggestions on topics that you'd like to hear? Then email us at theocclusaltablepodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear feedback from our listeners, so don't forget to leave a thumbs up, five stars, and a review on whichever platform you're listening on. Well, that's all we have for today. So until next time, this is The Occlusal Table. Table.